Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie, and in this episode, I have a comedy from Brazil to tell you about. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so another week and another short episode. Next week's episode will probably be a little bit longer, but this episode is about the Brazilian comedy Borges. I believe the title of the show is Borges Importadora in Brazil. It originally aired on Comedy Central Brazil, and there is one season with 10 episodes. They're all about 25 minutes long. It is a Porta dos Fundos production, and it is distributed by Viacom and is available on Netflix. Porta dos Fundos, which means backdoor in Portuguese, is a Brazilian comedy YouTube channel. It focuses on sketches and was founded in 2012 by Fabio Porchache, Antonio Pedro Tabe, Gregorio Duvovir, Joao Vicente Checastro, and Ian SBF. And the idea for this show comes from Ian SBF. I don't know what his real name is. That's the only name that comes up for him, like on every website and every article, is Ian SBF. But he thought of it when walking through a mall and he saw some sort of advertisement for a YouTube workshop for younger kids to figure out how to start their own YouTube channel. And he realized that like a lot of people think that it's super easy to start one of these channels. So he came up with the idea for the show. And all five of the main characters are part of the cast for that channel, which I will go over in a little bit. Online, it says that the show was filmed in Rio de Janeiro, and I believe that's where it takes place as well. It wasn't exactly clear in the show, but I'm going to act like it was until I find out otherwise. But Brazil, for those of you that do not know, is in South America. When looking at a map of South America, it's the biggest country on the right side of the continent. It is bordered by 10 countries, French Guiana, Suriname, Guyana, and Venezuela to the north, Colombia to the northwest, Peru to the west, Bolivia, Paraguay, and Argentina to the southwest, and Uruguay to the south. The way the country shapes, some may argue that Paraguay and Argentina are also to the south, or the Bolivia is to the west, but I'm doing it based off the center of the country, and if it really upsets you, you can just go look up a map, I guess. But Rio de Janeiro is a city that is in the state of Rio de Janeiro, and that is located on the east coast of the country. It is bordered by the state of Espiritu Santo, which means Holy Spirit, to the northeast, state of Minas Gerais to the north, and the state of Sao Paulo to the southwest. And the city of Rio de Janeiro, that often just goes by Rio, is in the southern part of the state, right on the South Atlantic Ocean. So some fun facts about Rio de Janeiro. The name Rio de Janeiro means January River. And even though the city has over 200 rivers that run through it, none of them are actually called January River. It's called that because Gaspar de Lemos, who was a Portuguese explorer, first arrived in January of 1502, and he thought that the bay that the city surrounds, Guianabara Bay, was the mouth of a river. It was proven in 2006 that Rio scientifically has the bluest sky in the world. The world-famous Christ the Redeemer statue that is located on Corcovado Mountain became one of the new seven wonders of the world in 2007. We've all seen the pictures. It's with Jesus Christ and his arms out. There's a meme or something like that with a plane flying by, and it's like when you finally find that mosquito, whatever. Anyways, the statue is the largest Art Deco statue in the world. Christ himself is 98 feet tall, 
and the pedestal that he stands on is 26 feet tall, while his wingspan is 92 feet wide, which is crazy. Uh, Rio is also home to the biggest carnival in the world. In 2004, there was more than 400,000 foreign visitors that went to join in the street parties that take place all over the city. And every year, there are more than 5 million people that go to the city to celebrate. Rio also has the oldest electric running tramway in Latin America, the Santa Teresa Tram. It opened in 1877 and it became electric in 1896 and has continued running ever since. And the last fun fact that I'm going to mention is that the largest soccer game in the world took place at the Maracana Stadium at the 1950 World Cup. The game was between Uruguay and Brazil and 173,850 spectators filled the stadium. Uruguay won the game and the stadium is now a national symbol and the New York Times calls it a cathedral of soccer. If you watch the Olympics, then you would have seen the stadium during the 2016 Summer Olympics that took place in Rio. It's where the open and closing ceremonies took place. The show is in Brazilian Portuguese, and if you don't remember what the difference is between that and European Portuguese, don't worry. I went over it briefly in episode two, and I'm just going to repeat what I said in that episode. So basically, Brazilian Portuguese has more words that are influenced by the languages used by the indigenous people that lived there when the Portuguese arrived, and also by the languages that the slaves that were brought there spoke. While European Portuguese shares a lot of words with Spanish and the other Romance languages. So the example they used online was the word for pineapple. In European Portuguese, it is ananas. And in Brazil, they say abacaxi. So I don't know if you remember that from episode two. If you haven't listened to episode two, go back and listen to it. But that's just a quick example of the difference between Brazilian Portuguese and European Portuguese. There are subtitles available in English, Spanish, and closed caption Brazilian Portuguese. And the only audio alternative is Spanish. This show is rated TVMA, and some disclaimers for the show are there is some swearing as well as some drug dealing or talks about drug dealing, as well as some potentially offensive situations. Some might find them funny. I didn't. I wasn't offended, but I could see how some may, which is why I'm bringing it up. The links to all the websites where I got the information for the show, the fun facts, and any other information that I did not use my memory for are going to be linked in the description of this episode as well as in the caption for the post that I made for the show on Instagram. So this show again doesn't have many characters. It's been a couple episodes since I've had to go over a lot of characters. I quite like only having to go over four or five characters at a time. This part goes by much quicker and is way less confusing. But for this show, I have five characters that I'll mention. I'm just going to do it in alphabetical order besides the first person. I'll talk about him later. I'm just going to name them and then I'll talk about them a little bit more in a minute. And like I mentioned at the beginning, all of these actors are part of the cast that works for the YouTube channel Porta Dos Fundos. But the first one is Erasmo, who is played by Antonio Pedro Tabe. He is the oldest one. Next is Pablo, who's played by Rafael Portugal, and he is the super awkward guy. And then Sonia, who's played by Karina Amil. She is the blonde woman. And Rosana, who's played by Tachi Lopez. She's the brunette, and I think she's the youngest of the four. Uh, they are the four that the show focuses on, but I do want to mention Borges, who is played by Luis Lopianco, and he is the owner of the import-export company Borges Importadora. Now, the Netflix description is left deeply in debt after their boss flees the country. Four import company employees start producing online video content to keep themselves afloat. 
I mean, that's basically the show in a nutshell. Like, cool. The downside of it having a good description is like, that's it. That's all you need to know about the show. Um, but the first episode starts with the moment right after the employees all find out that Borges, the boss, had fled and left the company in debt. Now, all of the employees are leaving and trashing the place. It's like in slow motion, like dramatic music is playing. And we see Erasmo, Pablo, Sonia, and Rosanna all watching. And then we see them talking about what they're going to do now that they're in $800,000 in debt. And the reason they aren't running the same way that the other employees are is because the four of them are partners in the business. So they are super mad that they got scammed by Borges and they are trying to figure out how they're going to pay off that money and keep the business going or at least how to pay off the money and not go to jail. And they're also worried about the fact that these employees might turn around and sue them. It's there. There's a lot going on. So like the description says, they decide to start producing online videos. But that's not the first thing they think about. It actually happens by accident at the end of the episode. So the first thing that they try to do is see if they can sell what they have at the business. So they're going through all of the boxes and they're pulling out stuff and it's basically all just useless. Arashmo, Sonia, and Rosanna are focusing on that. And while they're starting to do that, Pablo has to go and deal with his own issue. That issue has nothing to do with the business. I don't want to ruin that. But what he's dealing with does come back and is one of the main reasons they decide to make videos. So, like I mentioned, Arashmo, Sonia, and Rosanna are going through some of the boxes and they're pulling out useless stuff. But in one of the boxes, they find video equipment. And I don't think they say why the video stuff is there, but they put them to the side to sell because that's like the most expensive thing that they could find. They know it's not enough, but they're like, well, at least it's a start. But in the meantime, they need to come up with another idea. And they decide that they need to hire some new employees to try to get the business back going, which is harder than they think. And at some point during the day, more and more people start showing up to get a job there. And Rosanna and Sonia notice something about all of the people. I think it's actually Sonia that notices it, but her and Rosanna come to the same conclusion. And I'm not going to spoil what it is that they notice, but it does lead to Rosanna coming up with the idea to start filming. And while they're filming, something unexpected happens. And when they put that video online, it goes viral, which then leads to some revenue coming in, not enough to pay off the debt, but enough to give them the idea to continue making these videos to bring in money. Now, even though none of them want to do this channel, they are forced to do it, which is kind of the reason why Ian SBF had it this way, because so many people think it's super easy to start this channel. He wanted a situation where there were people that didn't want to do this lifestyle, but were forced to do it and to see how that kind of would work out. So because this is completely different than the import export business, they're also forced to take on some new roles. So Sonia becomes the scriptwriter and director of the videos. Pablo, who worked in the warehouse, is forced to be the main actor in the videos. Erasmo, who is like the least people person you will ever meet, ever, is forced to focus on how to promote the channel. And Rosanna, who's only in it for the money, like none of them are friends. I should probably mention that. Like, it's not like they're all buddy buddy. Like, I don't think really they knew each other very well before this whole situation happened. But Rosanna is now head of production. So like I just said, this show is based off of the idea that so many people think that starting a YouTube channel is easy. Just start filming and soon you'll have millions of followers. And according to 
some articles that I read online about this show, a lot of what happens in this show is based on some things that happen to the actual channel, Porta dos Fundos. So, for example, in the second episode, they deal with one of the videos covering a religious topic, and in real life, the channel was taken to court because of one of their skits based on religion. It's not the same skit that they do in the show, and it's not really the same outcome, but they do end up getting in trouble with a religious figure because of one of their skits. They also poke fun at some of the cast members, the real-life cast members. The issue that Pablo deals with in the first episode is based on a phobia that one of the cast members has in real life. It's both one of the weirdest phobias I've ever heard of, but like, also understandable in a weird way. But of course, they won't mention what cast member it's based on because it's an embarrassing phobia. But like I said, the whole show is them trying to make these videos so that they can pay off the debt that they are now in because of Borges, who is on the run. And the videos bring a new set of challenges, including actors, locations, scripts, props, stuff like that. And there aren't many episodes to the show, but it is amazing how many different things they have to deal with. This is one of the shows that I wish I could talk about more because some of the situations they get in are just crazy, but I don't want to ruin any of them because they are crazy and yeah. So if any of you guys end up watching it and you want to talk about some of the situations they get into, tweet me because I'll talk to you about them because they're crazy. Um, but that's really all I'm going to give you for the plot. Again, it's not much, which is why this episode's going to be fairly short. I can't go into much depth. Like I said, next episode, I can go in a little bit more depth about the actual show. Because this is a sitcom, that one's not. So sitcoms are harder to go in more depth with because of the way that they're set up. Every episode is different. I already said it before, but in case you haven't heard me say it, that's why episodes about sitcoms are going to be shorter than episodes that are not about sitcoms. Now... For my likes and dislikes, I liked that at the end of every episode, they give you a small update on where Borges is in his run from the Brazilian government. Now that directly leads to one of the things I didn't like, and that is right in the middle of the season, they put an episode that takes all of those short clips of Borges and Esteban, who is his Spanish translator, who's played by Gustavo Miranda, and they put them into one episode, which I like that idea. But I don't like that they put it in the middle of the season because the end of the episode doesn't match up with where the next episode starts. So it's like going back and then it's present and then it's future. It just didn't make any sense to me because the rest of the episodes that come after that go back to Rajmo, Pablo, Sonia, and Rosanna. And some of the parts of that episode are put at the end of those episodes. So it didn't make sense to me why they put it in the middle of the season. If they made it the second to last episode, I would have made more sense. And I think I w probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Because they don't just show what they show you at the end of the episode. They do show you a little bit more. And it kind of makes more sense. Like those short clips of him make more sense when you watch that full episode. Another thing I liked about the show was that there were moments... Like, there's a moment in the second episode that I legitimately laughed out loud. Which doesn't really happen that often with, like, an actual, like, LOL. But it had moments where I did actually laugh out loud. But there were also moments that I was like, I didn't, just didn't think it was funny. Like, I don't know if they were trying to be funny or if they were purposely not being funny. Like, the characters thought they were being funny, but it wasn't funny. 
because there was definitely moments like where that happens and like you definitely notice it but as far as like some of the moments where I didn't know I was like I don't are they trying to be funny like some of the skits that they do I just didn't think were that funny so there were some hits and there were some misses in this show so it, it definitely wasn't my favorite show but if they did do another season I, I would probably watch it to be honest with you um, as far as things that stood out, there wasn't much that stood out for me. I noticed that they mentioned Meryl Streep and Charlize Theron. And also that they go to like a Comic-Con type thing. And there's Pikachu there and there's some other cartoons that you will e recognize easily. I think there's a Harry Potter. There's like a kid that tries to cast a spell on Sonya. And it's just like... Come on, bro. Um, other than that, I didn't really notice anything. If you noticed anything if anything stood out to you guys then let me know because honestly I, I probably missed a lot so like I said if you notice anything then let me know on Twitter next is words and phrases I was only able to grab one word from this show I have watched two other Brazilian shows before watching this one and I was able to pick up some words in those shows but even if I put these episodes up in different orders I want to try to keep it as like genuine as I can like what word I learned from which show now one of them has been cancelled which I am super upset about because I absolutely loved it there was only one season of it I might go over it in a later episode like one of the ones where I talk about a couple of shows like I did in episode 10 so I'm not going to talk about the words and phrases for that one or the other show for that matter for kind of the same reason but the one word from this show that I picked up is babaca, spelled B-A-B-A-C-A, and it means douchebag. So like I said, when I go over the other shows, I'll mention more Brazilian Portuguese words that I picked up because there are definitely more words from that language that I know, but I didn't learn them from this show. I understood them and recognized them while watching this show, but this isn't where I learned them. So when I talk about those other shows, I will mention them there. If you guys watch this show and pick up any other words or phrases, then let me know on Twitter. I'd love to hear what you guys are able to grab. And as far as familiar faces go, there was one person that I did recognize, Tachi Lopez. I didn't recognize her from any of the shows that I've watched, but she dates the actor Victor Lamoglia, who is in the show Nobody's Looking, which was the show that got canceled that I just mentioned. And it was going to be the Brazilian show that I was going to cover for this episode. But like I said, it got canceled. So I did this one instead. But yeah, I recognized her from his Instagram page. Again, if you guys recognize any of the actors from the show, let me know who and where you know them from on Twitter. As far as what the future might be for this show, there's no news on a second season as of yet. But based on an interview that Ian... SBF had with the website Omelet in March of 2018. He plans for the show to have a long run. His hope is five seasons and he said if there's any less than that then he would consider it a failure. So I'm not sure if there's going to be another season but it seems like he's going to fight for one. So as soon as I see any news about whether there will be one or not I will definitely let you guys know. I hope you guys give the show a chance. It was a pretty funny show. It's also a good show to binge in one day if you have nothing to do. So if you're looking for something to do today just throw it on and if you like it you like it if you don't you don't let me know if you like it or not i'd like to know that as well as always you can follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at official hysi as well as the facebook page facebook.com slash official hysi go and give that a like 
If you guys have suggestions for any shows you think I should watch, then let me know on Twitter. I will try to watch them and then do an episode about them. I have two suggestions, one from a friend, one from a cousin, so I'll probably do those sometime soon. I hope you guys are all still doing okay and you are all still safe. Have a wonderful day. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. Next episode, I will be talking about the Irish historical fiction, Rebellion. Have you seen it? Because I have. Thank you.